Welcome. You are listening to the Park Avenue Synagogue Podcast, and this is Rabbi Elliot Cosgrove. While it's better to hear it live, this is the place to catch the latest sermon, conversation, and select program. If you like what you're hearing or want to learn more about our community, check out PASYN.org. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to get a notification for our next episode. Enjoy and see you in shul. I want to share a final thought or two at this Ne'ila time, and I'm watching everyone come through and giving the Torah a kiss, and I'm reminded of an old joke about an individual, doesn't have to be Goldstein, who did quite well for himself, and he was invited back by his university to be honored, and he was asked to meet with the president of the university, now an elderly president, who had passed him his diploma some years before, and the gentleman being honored said to the president of the university how grateful he was that he had known ups and down his career, thank God, more ups than downs. And what sustained him, what kept him going throughout all of those trials and tribulations was a thing that the college president said to him as he handed him his diploma on graduation day. And the man, the president said, I've given so many diplomas over my lifetime, thousands upon thousands. I'm embarrassed to say, sir, but I have no idea what it is I said. Can you tell me what I said to you that sustained you all these years? And the man said, yeah, you said, keep moving. Keep moving. We have a lot to get through. The entire lower level, I'm proud of the upper level. Let's see if the lower level does as well. Keep moving. This is a way not just to the approach of the art, but also a way to look at life itself. I never use a formal speech during the ELA, perhaps because I'm out of time, perhaps because it is time to speak from the heart. It has been a beautiful, sacred season of the holidays with the Park Avenue Synagogue family. And the one complaint I have, a logistical quirk, if you see the uh, algorithm by which everybody moves around the synagogue, all of the clergy rotations everywhere, Cantor, I have not heard Unatane Tokef this high holiday season. It is an extraordinary thing, and I feel an ache in my heart, and I'm not going to ask the Cantor to sing it because we all have breakfast to go to, but I want everyone to understand what it is to have missed out on this central prayer, Unatane Tokef, um, and if you want, you can turn to page 315, because I just want everyone to appreciate it, and I want to spend a moment, perhaps for myself, but also for you, to think about what it is this prayer says, the centerpiece of the High Holiday Experience that centers us on the themes of the day. And I know Rabbi Zuckerman spoke about it earlier, but I would ask your indulgence as I just look at the structure. It's not time for a close read of it, but it begins by way of announcing, I'm on page 315, the sacred power of the day, and God is our judge, prosecutor, expert, and witness, completing every case. Everything is remembered. Nothing is forgotten. The shofar is sounded. 
and the heavens themselves tremble. We establish God's eternity. We establish God's authority. And we establish that as a shepherd examines a flock, so too God makes each sheep, each human being, pass under the staff, reviewing and numbering, judging every living being, determining our fate here and now, which leads us to the second section of Unatane Toke, the section that raises the question of who will live and who will die, who will live a long life, and who will come to an untimely end. The most important word is not so much by fire or by water, by hunger or by plague. The most important word of Unetane Tokev is me, who. We don't know who will live and who will die in the year to come. It is the great unknown. God's presence is established. We ourselves are aware of the frailty of our condition that we do not know whether we will be here one year from now at this time. Me, who will be here, who won't be here? This is the shock to the system, our own mortality, that we all must face. The great unknown of what it is to be human. And then, on the next page, on page 316, it says, in spite of this unknown, in spite of the fact that we don't know what the future holds, that the only thing in this world that we can count on is the fact that our lives are of limited and indeterminate length. It says, it affirms tshuva, tfila, and tzedakah, that acts of repentance, acts of prayer, and acts of stakah have the power to transform the harshness of our destiny. It doesn't say that we can change the verdict. It doesn't say that we will somehow bend the will of God in a way that we ourselves might somehow overturn whatever has been signed into the book. It simply says that we have it in our power in the face of the uncertainty of what is to come, that we have the ability to do tshuva, to reconcile and repair the relationships that mean the most to us, that we have in our power the ability to live lives of meaning, yes, by tefillah, prayer, but it really means sacred living and acts of stakah, that we are never so absorbed in our own personhood that we forget that the world is in need of healing, and whether it is in acts small or acts large, each one of us has the ability to perform acts of stakah, of righteous giving, of volunteering, of our wisdom, of our mentorship, of working each and every day to perform acts to heal this world that is so, so very broken, that in the face of uncertainty, there is still what to do. In the face of that which we don't know, we can keep moving. This has been, it's a tough time. And this holiday, as you've sensed, has been a time in my life that I'm deeply aware of its fragility. And I know that there have been losses in the community, and I know that there are people in pain, and I know that there are people whose destinies right now are uncertain. 
There are people in this room, in our hearts, in our lives, whose health hangs in the balance. We know just how much is uncertain at this time. And yet the prayer book tells us that we have to keep moving. We do not stand in the face of the uncertainty and seize up and throw up our hands believing that there is nothing we can do. We can commit ourselves to our relationships. We can commit ourselves to our community. We can commit ourselves to being the best version of ourselves. One of my predecessors, Rabbi Milton Steinberg, wrote a beautiful essay, and he spoke not about the fear of death, which of course we all fear, but he talked about the fear of life. And he wrote in this essay, the cup of life runs bitter as well as sweet, and the world gives us not only the pleasant things we want, but the horrible and cruel things in infinite variety from which we shrink. And because we know the bitter things that fate can do to us, we are afraid to live, Steinberg wrote. In this respect, we are less fortunate than the animal or the savage. Primitive man may have his fears, but they are the fears of present evils, while we have our fears plus the imagination. And it is this combination which makes cowards of us all, for it raises the recognition not only of real evils, but also the ghost of evils not yet born. In other words, what Steinberg was saying is that while we can't control our fear of death, we should not be subjected to a fear of life. We must approach life with courage. We must approach life with a sense of duty. We must approach life with a sense that because it is so precarious, Therefore, it is incredibly precious, and it must be squeezed for everything it is worth. If you have a love that needs to be affirmed, don't wait. Affirm that love. Tell that person you love them. Now, if there is an apology that you are holding in, that somehow you feel unable to utter those words, of regret. Give that apology. Do it now. If there is an act of staka upon which you've been wavering, that you don't know if it's right or if it's wrong, is it too much? Do I do it? Do I not? Do it now. Commit to those causes that you believe in, that speak to your values. What is it that you are waiting for? If there is learning to be had, if this is a year to commit to Torah, to mitzvot, to tradition, to community, make this year that year. What are you waiting for? We don't know what next year brings. Make the commitment now. I have been telling everyone I love them. I don't 
know some of the people I've been telling I love. But I remember when I was a kid and you'd be dating someone and someone would say, did you use the L word? Did you? Who cares? Tell that person you love them. Deal with the consequences later. Tell them you love them. Why would we live our lives otherwise? Why would we hold it in? Better to err on the side of love. That's what life is all about. And yeah, maybe, just maybe, we won't be here this time next year. Nobody can make any promises. But I'm reminded of the famous story in the Talmud of the man who was walking down the street and he saw the elderly gentleman planting seeds and he castigated him and said, you silly man, why are you planting those seeds? You're never going to see the fruit of those seeds bear. And he said, someone planted the trees whose fruit I enjoy in this time. And so too, I'm committed to planting the seeds so future generations can enjoy that fruit. And so if even in the unknown, there are trees and seeds to plant. Whether or not we see that fruit, plant those seeds now. Make that commitment to future generations. The gates of Naila are closing. The urgency of the hour is upon us. There are two ways to go through life. We can go through life seized up in fear of it. Or we can go through life with love, with duty, with community, with tradition, with kindness, with patience, and with love. Love, love, love. May this year be a year for us all, filled with only love. And let us arrive, please God, next year in this sacred space, knowing that we squeezed the coming year for everything it has to give. Shana Tova. Thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Synagogue podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about our community, check out PASYN.org. See you in shul. Hallelujah.